What's that, a V13, a V14? Yeah, I flashed that. Took me only 30 seconds. No one can do faster than me. Oh. Maybe you saw a couple of Spider-Man movies and you're thinking to yourself how you want to be able to scale things like that yourself. To get into rock climbing, you don't need to have a minimum of a physical ability. That is why it's one of my adventures of choice. It's so easy to get into. It's so user-friendly. It's for all levels and you can take it inside and outside. As a coach, I'm gonna give you the best and most important tips as a beginner getting into rock climbing. That way you can start on the right foot on the right rock. Figure out the basics you need and how to eventually take your rock climbing outside on these amazing nature adventures. Let's get you on top of those pointy cliffs and let's go. Welcome to my channel where I tell you about my adventures, challenges, and opinions to encourage you to take on adventures yourself because life is amazing, so let's go live it a little bit more. If that sounds like a paper to your rock, then maybe consider liking and subscribing so you can join me on this journey, but let's get into the guide of rock climbing. But what is the difference between indoor rock climbing and outdoor rock climbing? Aren't they all just rock climbing? Ah, ah, ah. There are some similarities, and what you're gonna need to know is the types of rock climbing that you're going to experience and you're gonna find in your journey. Watch out for the tall grass. There is top roping and bouldering. Top roping and lead climbing are the most common types of rock climbing that you are going to see outside. It involves two people. You have your equipment, which is the harness. You have a rope connected to it, goes all the way to the top, comes back down, and you climb those rocks. Lead climbing is a type of climbing that you're going to need later. Now it's just an introduction to that terminology. Lead climbing is very similar where you're both connected with the rope, but the difference is the rope is not all the way at the top yet. You are from the bottom and you're working your way up. Now bouldering is a power man's favorite type of puzzle. If you've seen any really jacked people that look like gymnasts and that they're climbing these rocks and they're doing these amazing power moves, that is probably what you're looking at, bouldering. An easy way to see this is they're not gonna be wearing any equipment, but they're going high enough and that a mat should be able enough to stop their fall. Outside, you're gonna have to learn how to spot and basically catch them in the air. It's like the most extreme trust fall. Bouldering is usually power moves and bigger puzzles. Top roping is usually more endurance. Bouldering is like a gorilla and top roping is like a monkey. That makes sense to me, yeah. Yep. Those are the two types you're going to be using. The difference is that outside, you need to learn a lot more things. There's a lot more equipment that you're going to need for outside, but it is such an amazing experience and you're going to love it. Outdoor, you might not even have any spots. You might need to travel and you don't get to control the difficulty of what it is. Indoor is a lot more beginner friendly. It's inside so you can do it all year round and it should be cheaper depending on how you do it. But let's start with indoor rock climbing and what you are going to need, which is number one, you're gonna need a gym. A quick Google search is easily gonna find you all the rock climbing gyms in your area. If you have the choice between multiple gyms, you wanna check the reviews. The first gym that we went was called The Hive and we just had a really bad experience because it wasn't catered to kids and we went with a big group of kids that we coached. The other thing is you wanna know what type of gym it is. If they do top roping with the harnesses and the ropes or if it's a bouldering gym. A lot of gyms have both but a lot of times they specialize in one of them. So the ones that specialize in top roping they'll have a wall just off in the corner just for bouldering. 
but a lot of times they specialize in one and you need to know. Because you need to learn how to belay, which is when you have the rope and it's connected to your partner, where your partner is climbing and you're learning how to bring them up and bring them down safely. Kind of one of the very important things to take it outside. You need to know if these places are gonna teach you how to belay or if you need to rent a coach. Most of them that specialize in top roping where you get to climb the walls with the rope, they will teach you. It's a very easy skill to learn. You just need to be able to do it because there's some places that you have to rent a coach and you need to be able to do a belay test in order to be able to do top roping on your own. But with that equipment comes cost. Some places might charge for a coach in order to help you learn how to belay. Some places is part of it. A lot of things if you do not have your shoes, your harness, or your belay device, then sometimes you just have to rent that. It comes between five to 15 bucks, not that much, but it's gonna be added to your entrance fee, not included. On average, you're looking for about 20 to 25 bucks in order for a two hour or an all day session at a rock climbing gym. After you've gone once, if you know that you're gonna go there multiple times, a lot of them have a 10 punch guard, which is a little bit cheaper and usually doesn't expire. And if you're super dedicated, you've always got those monthly memberships, sometimes as low as $75 to about $100 for unlimited access. So you've got your gym, you've got all your information, or you didn't even listen and you just went to the only gym or the closest gym that you got and you're ready to climb. Wow, that was easy. How are you gonna know if climbing is easy or not? Let's talk about the climbing difficulties. I wanna give you what you are aiming for so when you get in, you can see how difficult they are and how close you are to bring it outside. There's the North American grading system, which is what we use in North America. With the ropes, it's always gonna be a five point something. After that is really what the difficulty is going to be. A 5.8 is very easy, super beginner. Almost just walk up the entire thing without really using your arms as a very great place to begin. Sometimes when you get to 5.10s is when you're gonna start seeing letters. It starts as A, which is easier, and the higher the letter, the more difficult it is. Bouldering, similar, but different. They basically replace that five with a V. V0 is the easiest, where your goal is just try to climb up. There's not really any problems in the roots yet, it's kind of just climbing. Sometimes on the roots, you'll have pluses and minuses, just a V1 minus, is easier than a V1. And then once it gets to V1 and V2, it escalates very quickly, which is the goal of every single rock climber anyways. The difference between V0 and V1 versus V1 and V2 is much bigger. Once you get to V3, I would say you're much an intermediate. V2, you're like that high-end beginner. Then V0, V1s is probably where you're gonna start. Why you should be working on V2s as well as 5.10s it's because you want to learn how to climb and have the technique down and have that strength so that when you do go outside, because you might not be able to do it for free, you might have to pay someone to teach you. And if you're at that point, you want to have the technique and the understanding, the basic understanding of rock climbing, instead of spending all your time outside just learning how to rock climb. And you'll have way more options of where you can go and what routes you can take. But learning those techniques, if you're going for the first time or you're just a beginner, here are some tips on how to rock climb for beginners. First is want to use your legs as much as possible. One of the biggest mistakes is people try to use strength, try to use their arms as much as they can to climb, almost instinctually, but your legs are way stronger. Those V0s or those 5.8s I was talking about, you could almost just walk completely up with your hands 
only keeping you against the wall. You wanna keep your hips as close as you can to the wall and you wanna keep your arms straight as much as you can. If you need to sit into it more like a chair to keep your arms straight, that's actually a good thing. You want to be able to pull with your back instead of with your arms. Just being able to pull with your back is stronger than, you know, your biceps, your triceps, your other so small muscles that you're working on and I believe in you. Keeping your arms straight, putting your hips close to the wall and pulling with your back as well as focusing on your legs is gonna force you to be able to learn this technique. You'll get it and you'll see other people doing stuff and you'll understand, but trying just those things will force you to put yourselves into positions in which you need to use technique instead of just strength. I would do bouldering and top roping. Top roping focuses a lot more on endurance and that finger strength, which is something you need to build up. And the problems aren't as complicated. But bouldering allows you to solve problems, which I think teaches you rock climbing technique a little bit faster as a beginner, but it does require arms a lot more. It is good to go with a friend or someone else who likes rock climbing. Being able to see what the other person is doing from the outside perspective and able to talk and solve these problems is how your mind is also gonna get stronger as your body does. You're gonna learn a lot from someone who knows more than you do. Being able to see it, being able to watch, being able to just look at what other people are doing, work on these problems. Lastly, learn to fall. The biggest mistake of people rock climbing at first is that they don't want to keep going because they're afraid of a consequence that's not real. It's a, what happens if I fall? The answer is nothing. You just don't want to find out the answer. And as you continue with your journey and you're learning this, what about the rock climbing gear and equipment that you are going to need in order to go from inside to outside? Probably the most important thing you're gonna need inside is shoes because you're using your legs and you have to trust your feet. A good pair of shoes is gonna go a long way. You're expecting about 115 bucks for a cheaper end. That's the price that I've paid and I love them versus a higher end, which are getting to about 175 bucks. Next one is your own harness. We're only looking at about 30 to 70 bucks. Mine was about 45 bucks. And then a belay device for your own. It's extremely nice to have and there are two. There is the ATC, which has nothing to do with an AT-AT from Star Wars, but that's always what I think of. It's a very simple, easy device. It's 40 bucks, really cheap. It's really easy to start learning with it. Or even with a Grigri, it is about 150 bucks. It is way more expensive, but it's so much safer. It's one of those things where if you let go completely of the rope, the person that you are top roping is gonna be completely safe. Or an ATC, you let go, that rope is just slipping out. Again, you don't need all that equipment. You can rent it, but eventually that's the cost that you probably want to spend eventually. Now, if you want to take it outside, this is the equipment you are going to need. A good, good rope. Do not go cheap on a rope. You can get slings, quick draws, and daisy chains. You won't need it at first because when you're learning outside, you should be learning with someone who knows what they're doing and they'll have the equipment. Or if you're going with an instructor, they'll probably have all the equipment, including the indoor equipment. Speaking about outdoor climbing, how do you get to learn about outdoors? Climbing outside is very different. You just have this big slab of rock and the kindergarten color-coded roots that are used to inside, it is nothing like that. You don't know where you're supposed to go. It might be a little bit obvious with some chalk marks, but that's it. Where to actually learn outside is the most expensive option is obviously the paid instructor or coach. You're looking at a very low end, $100. And on the average end, you're looking closer to $150 to $250. A lot of them have a minimum of 
two people that need to go. Another option is to ask the indoor people that you are climbing with at your indoor gyms or asking the coaches there. Sometimes they have programs on how to learn how to climb outside, but they do it inside first. So you learn everything you need to, such as the lead climbing, the ropes, the anchors, all those things that you're going to eventually need. Or you can ask the community, as I said, as I'm sure there are some people there that will be willing to teach you. And if there is a rock climbing gym, there's a rock climbing community, which means there's a community that definitely climbs outside. I've been lucky in which one of my really close friends and their family are a rock climbing family and they have been teaching me how to climb outside. To know where to climb or for some extra resources, the website called The Crag, which is the most well-known website for climbing, at least in my location. It'll tell you the routes, where to go, how to get to it, how to climb, how to set up. It gives you a lot of information and you can actually see if there's any rock climbing places outside in your area. You might actually be surprised. The regional websites, the travel websites, or the government websites, if rock climbing is a big thing, they're definitely happy to tell you where the rock climbing things are, but they won't have as much information. Or you can always ask the locals, the people at the gym, or you can look for Facebook groups, which is not as successful for rock climbing. Usually go to the community itself. If you're looking to get some rock climbing gear yourself, I have links down below in the YouTube description for things such as your shoes, your harness, your belay device, I would definitely recommend the shoes to try those out in the gym because you want to have that nice feeling and you want to know they're good, but Amazon always does those free returns. Or if you're looking for more adventures, I have links down in the description for Groupon as well as Airbnb experiences, which is where I found my first outdoor rock climbing experience. So that's my experience. What do you think? At what step are you on this guide in order to get outside? Did you do it the other way around where you went outside then went to inside? Or where are you on this journey? Because we're all on this journey together. I wanna see what step we're on. Let me know down in the comments below or you can hit me up on social media and I will see you at the next adventure.